Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of today's podcast is Encouragement Rampage. Encouragement Rampage. In a rampage, you think about elephants rampaging through the jungle or whatever. It's kind of an out-of-control, passionate, full-of-energy group thing that's happening. And I love talking about encouragement on these podcasts. I've done many podcasts speaking about the importance of functioning in the gift and might I say the office uh, of encouragement or encourager. And the first thing I have in my bio is Steve Backlin is an encourager. He's an encourager. And I'd rather be known as an encourager than an intergalactic apostle. And I don't want to discount the offices of apostle, prophet, and fivefold ministry. Those are important. But the, the gift of encouragement is something that I believe is one of the most important, if we want to say giftings or skill sets to develop. Some of the verses that really stand out to me on encouragement is one is Hebrews 10, 23, 24, and 25, where it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. It says, don't let go of confessing hope and do it without wavering. And the reason we do that is because he is faithful. The more we believe he is faithful, God is faithful, the more hope I will confess. And certainly confessing hope and confessing and declaring truth is also faith comes by hearing. I'm going to believe it even more that God is faithful. So it kind of, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Which comes first, the uh, believing he's faithful or speaking that about his faithfulness? Either way, there, it's important. But it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. And this really... The, the confession of hope is one of the main ways that we encourage ourselves, because when we go on an encouragement rampage, it, it's not just about encouraging other people, it's about encouraging ourselves. And so what, what I'm going to be releasing, encouraging, talking about is this rampage is something that I believe is First starts with encouraging ourselves and then encouraging other people. And I'll come back to that about encouraging ourselves, but let me just share the rest of that Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. Verse 24 says, Let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. And so we're speaking hope because he's faithful, then as we're doing that hope, 
we're considering one another through the lens of hope, through the lens of God's faithfulness in the lives of others, through the lens of our prayers are actually working for the people in our lives, even if we don't see it working. And then it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together is the manner of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. One of the main reasons that we gather together in corporate settings, church services, prayer meetings, Bible studies, one-on-one coffee times, is to encourage one another. We're, we're not to live in isolation. It's not just about us. Our lives are not just about us fulfilling our purpose, our destiny, our calling, but our calling, purpose, and destiny is so linked to us becoming an encourager of the dreams the purpose, the assignments of other people. And wherever we meet, in whatever situations, when we recognize this, okay, I'm not to be in isolation, not just so I can have fun with people, and I mean, that's fine, and uh, I'm not to be in isolation so I can listen to teachings. No, I'm, I'm not to be in isolation because I am called to encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. Now, let me come back to encouraging ourselves. We're talking about an encouragement rampage. One of the greatest skills that we can develop is to develop the skill of encouraging ourselves, to find our own process. Nobody is responsible for you to stay encouraged. It's not anybody else's responsibility that you are encouraged. It's just like uh, I've written a blog and I put it in my soon upcoming book, Igniting Joy in 40 Days. The uh, one of the, it's got 40 devotionals in it. One of the devotionals, it's it's nobody else's responsibility for my joy level. My joy level is not another's responsibility. My 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 Wendy, my wife is not responsible for my joy. My boss is not responsible for my joy. My pastor is not responsible for my joy level. And so as we think about that and we think about, okay, I'll say it again this way. One of the greatest skills that we can develop is the skill of learning how to encourage ourselves. David in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says he encouraged himself in the Lord and as we mature, as we grow up, as we become a greater influencer and a greater leader, we learn and we develop the habits and processes and inputs into our lives so that we can encourage ourselves, because that's really what leadership is all about. Leadership is about us start being able to start our own fire how to, because I don't want to depend on somebody else. And I love other people. I love to be encouraged. I love to be in environments where people have a fire going, a fire of hope, a fire of faith, a fire of vision, a fire of purpose, 
But I know this, that all of us are going to come to the place and the Holy Spirit is going to grace us to be able to light our own fire. <laughs> Somebody say fire. Woohoo! And so it, for, for us, it's going to be different in how we do it. I mean, certainly the keys for me to lighting my own fire is understanding what I believe is more important than what I do, having great faith declarations that, that I make, listening to inspiring podcasts and messages, having that feeding in me on a regular basis, connecting with people who are, who are thermostats in atmospheres, not just thermometers. And so I just see, even on this, as I'm talking about uh, an encouragement rampage, I'm seeing that even in this season, there's going to be clarity on how to encourage yourself like never before. And I believe some of you are, and this is a prophetic word, that some of you are actually going to start ministries based on encouraging yourself. Encourage David encouraged himself in the Lord. The psalmist says in Psalm 37, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. So this self-encouragement rampage. Why don't you do an experiment and go on a 10-day rampage or a 10-day megadoses of God or a week of megadoses of God and, and, and just do things out of the ordinary. Have worship music playing in your house all day. Have messages that you're, you're listening to. Go to sleep listening to the Word of God, uh, listening through Psalms or, or something like that. I see people breaking out of ruts, breaking out of same old, same old, and doing powerful things, experimenting, and finding the keys, because it's all going to be different for us, finding the keys of how to encourage yourself. Now, but let's go into encouraging others rampage. There's no such thing as a strong, silent type Christian. It's, if you don't know what God's called you to do, just commit to encouraging others in the Lord. And this verse, Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. The key phrase or the key thought in considering one another is to ask the question, what do I like about them? What do I like about them? When we ask that question, what do I like about that person? Whether it's somebody close to us, whether it's a family member, whether it's a uh, a friend, maybe it's somebody that we're we're having some friction with, where we're we're not really liking being around them. Asking that question is going to soften our hearts towards that person. And when we become a person who speaks what we see right in people, when we become a person where we we speak what we see people doing well in, then that. That's going to separate us, and it's going to cause us to unlock people, to give people courage, to cause people to persevere, to cause people 
to get rid of lies that they're believing about themselves and lies that they're believing about their, their, their future. I've shared I didn't know the Lord as a boy or a teenager. I'm a senior in high school, rudderless, purposeless, battling with insecurity, not knowing who I am. And my government teacher in my senior year came up to me, took about two, three minutes and said, Steve, I see you'd be good in government, in politics. And something happened to me. I majored in political science the next year when I went to college because of that. And it was, it was so powerful to me that somebody considered me and told me what they see right in me. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I said, you know what? I'm not going to allow people to be around me for me not to tell them what I see right about them. The accuser of the brethren, he's constantly lying to people. He's lying to us, telling us what's wrong with us, telling us what we're not good at, telling us uh, where we fall short. And we need encouragers. We need encouragers. And this encouragement rampage. Here, here's your assignment from this podcast, whether it's a family member, you know, the people in our families, we can grow um, familiar and we lack encouragement because we don't, we fall into the trap of not saying what they're doing right because we're fixated on what they're doing wrong. And, and we feel like if we focus on what they're doing right, uh, that they'll stop working on what's wrong with, with, with them. And listen, let's break that thing off of us. And I'm not saying we're not going to have brave communication or, or whatever, but I tell you, I can receive from somebody who sees me, sees the gold in me, sees the gold in me, rather than just trying to remove the dirt out of me. And we, we had a, when we pastored in Nevada, they had a gold mine, and they moved hundreds of tons of dirt a day, but nobody ever talked about dirt. All they talked about was gold. And people won't mind you moving their dirt as long as they know that you believe there's gold in them and you've identified gold in them and that you're looking for the gold in them, not just looking for dirt. So whether it's a family member, whether you're on a team, whether it's your leaders, or whatever it is, it's so powerful to say, hey, you know what? I just want to let you know, here's some things I admire and appreciate about you. Let's go on an encouragement rampage. Let's, and you know, the encouragement, people say, well, Steve, how can I learn to prophesy? I say, you become the most encouraging person in your environments, the most encouraging person that you know. And ask Holy Spirit to take over the encouragement and diffuse it with his life, with his insights, with scripture, with words of knowledge. And you're going to become used of God in a way that you never have before. And I know I'm already talking to great encouragers. So many of you, you do it on a regular basis. You're making a difference. But I see this. It's, it's going to another level. It's going to another level. <laughs> oh, my. So who can you encourage today? What strategies are you hearing in your spirit right now? Maybe texting, maybe voice messages, going up to people, saying, I'm never going to leave a meeting. I'm going to purpose not to leave a meeting without telling somebody what I appreciate about them, what I think, 
what I'm thankful for about them. And that thing is going to create a supernatural effect. Isaiah 35, verses 4 to 7, verse 4 says, Say to those who are fearful-hearted, be strong, fear not. And it goes on to say, your God will come. He will come and save you. Then, then the eyes of the blind will be opened. And it talks about all the supernatural things. Listen, your encouragement, saying to people, in hope-filled words, identifying what they're doing right, identifying the gifts in their life that they may not even know they have, helping them break off the, the accuser of the brethren's lies in their lives. You are going to be a person who unlocks Gideon's, unlocks uh, Abraham's, unlocks Moses's, people who had self-doubts, people who didn't think they could do it. You are going to do it. <laughs> oh my, thanks so much. Encouragement Rampage. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. By the way, we just are thrilled to be able to invite you to a live conference in Redding, California, put on by Igniting Hope Ministries, the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference, April 28th and 29th. April 28th and 29th. And it's going to be, Wendy and I are going to be teaching many sessions where we're going to have celebrative, powerful worship. It's going to be, uh, we'll have some of our team members as well ministering. It's going to be a joy-filled, revelatory hope-filled, renewing the mind, releasing, faith-building, hope-building, joy-building event. <laughs> Ignitinghopeacademy.com. You can find out more information uh, about that. If you can't afford it, let us know. Tell us what you can do. We'd love to have as many people there as possible. Seating is limited, so uh, I wouldn't wait too long on checking that out if that's a possibility. And one more thing, we just finished uh, about three weeks and my podcasts have been focused in on finances. And I hope you've been blessed by the teachings there the last three weeks in podcasts, blogs. And we've partnered with uh, Jim Baker, Wealth with God, great pastor in Powell, Ohio, that I've connected with for many years. He helped write the book, Help Him a Pastor. We co-wrote that book. And we just finished up a to master hour, hour and a half or so master classes with with Jim. And it's so good. So good. If you were if you have a spark and you want to connect with that, why don't you email us at info at ignitinghope.com and say, hey, I missed the master class. Uh, can I get info on that? Amen, amen. We're here. At Igniting Hope Ministries to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. Our hope level is the indicator of whether we're believing lies or truth. Increasing hope in an area is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth in that area of our lives. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. And remember, too, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's my strength. 
We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. I used to say, well, I'll be joyful when all my uncertainty is over, when I have all the money that I need, when all the people in my life are doing what I think they should be doing, when I'm not uh, battling any personal weaknesses, I'm only hearing good news in the media, then I'll be joyful. And I mean, the Lord, he just says things like this to me. He says, Steve, if you're not joyful now, the chances of you being joyful in the future are slim. Because your lack of joy is not a circumstantial issue. It's a you issue. It's a you issue. Thanks, Lord. Always comes back to me. But, you know, the, the reality is there's no convenient time to be radically joyful. For pretty much everybody watching today, it's just not a good day to be radically joyful. And, but I say this, I need strength today. A merry heart is good like medicine. And so we stir up joy through thanksgiving, focusing more on what we have, that what we don't have, what we think we don't have, magnifying the Lord not magnifying the problem, not magnifying our own abilities, not magnifying what people are doing, not magnifying our feelings, magnifying the Lord, and then delighting in the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4, already mentioned that verse. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires disappointments, outcomes that the delighter wants to see happen that haven't happened yet, prayers that haven't been answered, promises that haven't been seen. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. As we delight with desires unfulfilled, it's a key to seeing desires fulfilled. Because hope people are delighters. Faith people who do not have hope tend to not be delighters because faith people without hope tend to carry around a spirit of heaviness and subconsciously believe that they cannot fully live until certain things happen. But the delighter knows that by delighting now, it increases the likelihood of those things happening. Woohoo! That's a word for somebody today. That's a word right there. Hey, before we close, you have been a part of our Igniting Hope family or these podcasts. You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to pray five seconds for Igniting Hope Ministries, for my wife, Wendy, and me, our team. You can pray for those who are a part of the Negativity fast, positivity feast, doing it. Some of you are doing that right now, coming to the end uh, of, of those 40 days. You can pray for our conference coming up, uh, my new book, Igniting Joy in 40 Days, which should be out in April. Five seconds of prayer that we attach faith to is more powerful than 30 minutes of prayer that we don't attach faith to. So let's take five seconds right now. And by the way, we feel your prayers. We've, we've, we sense momentum. We love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for praying right now for Igniting Hope. Hey, just a couple things I want to mention as well. 
on our ignitinghopeacademy.com platform. By the way, thanks for praying. On that platform, my brother Phil Backlund and I wrote a book called The Culture of Empowerment. And we have a 12-week course on ignitinghopeacademy.com. And we have a special thing we're doing right now where my brother Phil is partnering with that course and doing coaching sessions uh, for leaders, business leaders, organizational leaders, nonprofit leaders, anybody who wants to grow in their leadership and create a culture of empowerment where, because the culture of empowerment is not about building a big organization or building big profits. It's about building big people, which is going to build big profits ultimately. So that's something, if you're not aware of that, you can go to ignitinghopeacademy.com. And if you're not signed up for our newsletter, love for you to do that. We have some great things that we strengthen people in our blogs and and we also announce events, new products, new free things that we're doing as well. And ignitinghope.com, you can sign up for that. And then also, if you want to donate to Igniting Hope Ministries, you can go to ignitinghope.com if the Lord's put that in your heart. If not, that's fine as well. And I want to just say this. I said this, I think, last podcast. There's been some imposters um, who are saying that they're igniting hope on Instagram and Facebook and asking for money through those platforms. We'll never ask for money for causes through our social media platforms, Facebook or Instagram. So just be aware of that if you find that out. If you find somebody doing that, if you could report it, that would make us happy. Hey, God bless you. I look forward to being with you again on another podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.